0: So, this week, everyone say this week, it is my turn, amen, and I have been up since 3.30 this morning because this word has been burning in my heart for about a month and a half, and I'm going to make sure that I teach it and preach it the way the Holy Spirit wants us to do. Can I get an amen? What I want you to do is put one hand on your heart and one hand on your ears, and I'm going to pray. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you that the words that you use to come out of my mouth, let it touch their hearts, God. Let it go deep into their hearts. Let them hear you from their hearts. Father, give them ears to hear. Give us all ears to hear on what you're, do- what you're trying to say and what you're going to say. We thank you that you are giving them courage. You're giving them uh, grace and mercy. And everyone said? Amen. All right. All right. So huh? We need to learn how to level up our ask. They told me to make sure I pronounced the K. <laughs> so you don't call me a heretic or say that dude is tripping. Okay. <laughs> we need to learn how to level up our ask. We're going to be in, in a parable in, in Luke chapter 18, verses one through eight. Now, I want to frame this pretty well. Jesus said this is the parable of the persistent widow. In Mark chapter 4, the reason Jesus spoke in parables, he said, you have been given insight or wisdom to know God's kingdom. So you know how it works. But those who can't see it yet, everything comes in stories. Jesus told parables to point out kingdom principles. So we're gonna go through a parable and we're gonna extract today kingdom principles because God is not tired of you asking him for things. But don't you want God, don't you want to get everything you ask for? You can say yes. But there's a way we wanna put perspective and context. He's not jukebox Jesus that he's just gonna give you everything. But there's something about asking God knowing that he is your provision. He is your healer. He's your everything. Amen? So let me read. We're going to start in verse 1. Then he spoke a parable to them that men and women ought always to pray and not lose heart. There was a certain city, a judge who did not fear God, nor regard man, Now there was a certain widow in that city, and she came to him saying, get justice for me and my adversary. And he would not for a while, but afterward he said within himself, though I do not love God or fear God, nor regard man, yet because of this widow troubles me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. Then the Lord said, hear what the unjust judge said, and shall not God, our God, our Father, avenge his own elect, who cry day and night to him, though he bears long with him. He says, I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? Matthew chapter 7, verses 7 and 8. It says, ask and it will be given you. Seek and you will find not and it will be open to you verse eight for everyone who asks receives and who he who seeks finds and to him or her who knocks it will be opened if god is saying this in his word that every time we ask we should look to receive. And every time we seek, we should look to find. That means in his heart, he's ready to move for you and me. Can I get an amen? But it says in James chapter four, verse three, you ask and you do not receive because you ask amiss that you might spend it or use it in your own pleasures. That word in the Greek is kekosi. It means improperly or wrongly. So that sheds right here. There's a right way to ask, and there's a wrong way to ask. Can I get an amen? Amen. We're going to level up today so we can be on the right side. Amen? Go to John chapter 15, verse 7 and 8. One of the things I love about this widow, as a widow, she lost her husband. And I am sure she had children but she didn't sit in her circumstance and say, woe is me. She didn't sit back and say, it's too late for me. Nothing can happen for me. Where's my God at now? She didn't pout. She didn't complain. But we're going to see what she did because she made this unjust judge move justly. Woo! John chapter 15, verse 7 and 8. If you abide in me, And my words abide in you. You shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. Herein is my Father glorified that you bear much fruit. So shall you be my disciples. First point, we level up by learning how to abide. We level up by learning how to abide. Abide in the Greek means this, to remain, to never depart from, to continue to be present. So let me read that scripture according to what we just read. If you, if you remain in me, never depart from me to continue to be present with me and my words abide in you and remain in you and continue to be present with you, you will ask what you will and it will be done. Let me pause and say loud. The reason why this might sound like heavy is because it's truth. It's truth. Abiding is a choice. Haley said it two weeks ago. You choose you this day whom you're going to serve. I'm going to speak for the Jones house. As for me. my house we will serve the Lord abiding is hard but it's a choice abiding is difficult to your flesh and your emotions nevertheless it's a choice if you choose to remain in him and God's words remain in you you will ask what you will and it will be done for you why the Bible says it in right here. Herein is my father glorified. He's not glorified because he gave you something. He's glorified become, because you're coming after him. I am not going to let the devil lie to you and say this is, this is the word of the Lord. Let me tell you why. While I was sitting over there worshiping, all of a sudden I got a major headache before I got on stage. All of a sudden, these thoughts start coming in my mind. These are the thoughts of the enemy. I will not allow the enemy to let this truth go over your head. And just like that, I begin to sweat. <laughs> I work out and everything. I don't understand. I do. I get up here because I run hot, I guess. I should get a little fan so it comes up, amen? So when we abide in him, the Father is glorified. Everything that the Father does is from his eternal perspective. Go to 2 Corinthians 4.18. Everything that God has done for you, has spoken over your life, is from his internal perspective, not your natural perspective. His ways are higher than your ways, and his thoughts are higher than your thoughts. While we look at the things which were seen, but the things which are not seen. For the things which are not are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. That word temporal means temporary or subject to change. So here's this woman saying, you know what? You may not regard God. You may not know my God, but I'm going to come after the promise that God gave me, and I'm going to wear you out. Not in my own strength, but in the strength of me abiding in the law. This woman we're going to see soon, she knew the word of God. She knew how to remain. Have you ever been in a situation where you had no choice but to continue? but to continue you had no other choice but to continue this is where she is this is where she was can i get an amen so we got to learn how to abide in him it's a choice sometimes it will be difficult to your flesh but you can do all things through christ who strengthens you oh i'm preaching jeff you're preaching yes pastor jeff you are preaching I think I'm doing a pretty good job. Yes, Pastor Jeff, you're doing an excellent job. <laughs> the second point is we need to level up our asking by knowing the word. We got to know the law. This woman knew the law. Let me, give you, let me frame it for you. The, the, she knew the law that came from the law of Moses. See, when they left Egypt, God wrote written laws to them on how they're supposed to live. So when her, when her husband passed away, she was standing on this scripture right here. Deuteronomy 24 verses 17 and 18. It says, you shall not pervert justice due to the stranger or the fatherless, nor take the widow's garment as a pledge. This is to the judges. But you shall remember that you were a slave in Egypt and the Lord your God redeemed you from there. I command you to do it. So when she came to the judge, she wasn't coming in her own strength. She was standing on that word right there. And when you stand on the word of God, you become overflow. You become coming to overflow. You're not standing in your own strength. Let me prove it to you. Stay with me. Stay with me. I got to put the mic down. This is us, the bottle, the container. The water is the law, the word, that God, that the word like Christ, the water of the word. She was standing on what was inside of her. The Bible says, get this. In 1 John, I'm, not, I'm sorry, hang on. Matthew five seventeen and 18. Do not think that I came to destroy the law or the prophets. I did not come to destroy, but to fulfill. If you are full of the law, that word fulfill means to be complete, to be full to the very brim. That means that the Jesus that Cahal was talking about in the New Testament has already fulfilled every one of your promises. So you are full because it's been completed. Now, when you add just a little bit of water on top of what you have, you have overflow. It's overflowing. What does that mean to you? You're not coming as a beggar. You're coming as a son or a daughter. So when you stand on the promise of God, like she did, there's something where all of heaven stands behind you. There's something where God says I'm moving for them because they're understanding the law. They're understanding the promises. They're coming from a place of not lack, but overflow. That was a good word. <laughs> yes, Pastor Jeff, that was a good word. <laughs> I'm making jokes because I know this is very heavy for you to understand. But Jesus, I'm going to go, I'm just give me a moment to go off script. In Luke chapter 22, we talk about the Garden of Gethsemane. Do you know that Jesus loved you so much that he sweated great drops of blood? He was completely holy. And then when our sin touched his holy body, he didn't leave that place of the garden. He sweated for us. He bled for us. So you can be free. So you can come confident to your God and saying, Daddy God, I'm here. I need you. I need you avenge me or whatever you come for to him for him to do he will gladly do it why because his son fulfilled the law Who? what did this woman have why did it matter so much because she knew the law if you don't know where your boundaries are naturally It's going to become lawless for you. I wish someone would come to my house and walk in my house, even as a pastor, without the invitation. You might be met with some different type of hands. I'll lay hands to heal you after I thump you up a little bit. Amen. (laughs) <laughs> you're just not going to come in my house and talk to my family and just raise all kind of poop pook without me doing anything. Why? I'm the priest of my home. You don't come in my house. This is the tenacity that we're going to talk about in a moment. This is what she had. You're going to do right. Why? Because the kingdom of God's justice is stronger than the world's justice system. The kingdom of God's healing in your body, in your spirit, in your heart is stronger than any doctor's diagnosis. The kingdom of God's justice set this addicted person one time free. Where the world says you're an addict, you're always gonna be an addict, that is who you are. I am not an addict, I'm a son of God. Because I know the law and I heard his voice and he called me son. And I like that I went through all of that because now I can reach back and say, Thomas, you're going to make it, man. How do I know you're making it now because you put the word of God first? This is real guys. We're not playing patty cake. You're in the kingdom of God. It's a war going on. And I'm a pastor to be passionate enough to tell you the truth. You may not like me. That's okay. I don't need you to like me. But I'm going to tell you the truth. Because if I tell you his truth, it'll make you free. Testimony time. I want to make sure that I give you understanding so you don't think that the judge is Jesus. That's not Jesus, the judge. But there's a kingdom principle in the way she came. One time in my life, twice, I backslid from Jesus. Was like, I'm putting you on pause. And I ran so far to the darkness... And this last time, I came out limping like Jacob. But I had a wound where a man hit me in a violent crime with a 4 by 4 and my jaw was fractured. When I came back to the kingdom, I went to God to, you know, I'm going to talk, God received me. I'm right back. I'm right standing. I'm doing good. When I went to pray, God's like, pray for the one who did that. I'm not praying for him. Did you see what he did? You need to avenge me, Lord. Lord says, I can't avenge you until you pray for him. I'm not praying for him. True story. I'm not doing it. You've seen what he did. What I need you to do is change my heart because old Jeff is rising up. He goes, i tell you what. You continue to pray, and you'll know when I've moved for him. One week, two weeks. Every time I would go to God, pray for him. When I got to the 60th day, my prayers went from avenge me to this. Father, forgive me for what I've done. Thank you for touch his family, God. Touch his children, God. Bring them out of darkness like you brought me out of darkness. God, help them. Help his family be redeemed. God didn't give me what I wanted. He gave me what I needed because I kept coming to him and he changed my heart towards the man. He changed my heart towards myself so everyone that does ask does receive and everyone that does seek, they do find and everyone that does knock it will be opened. It's not what you want, it's what you need. So much so, when I met the love of my life, Gail Alicia Noalani. I'd be, I'd be punishing them Hawaiian names. I said, I wanted one last kid. I wanted to name him the Big Island. That way I could say what it was. I can't say all that. She, she gladly said no. James Robert, the Big Island Jones. My wife was like, you're in a mess. (laughs) God touched my heart so much because I knew the law that I asked the same man to be in my wedding. My mother, my father, my sister, everyone that Gail and I knew was like, what are you doing? My dad said, don't you know what he did? And with tears in my eyes, I said, but dad, I was wrong. God forgave me. I have to forgive him. Oh, my God. And to this day, we're friends. He's been here. Friends. 27 years later now I prophesy from the wound I'm speaking to you from the wound huh he didn't give me what I asked for or what I wanted he gave me what I needed a new heart peace Forgiveness, strength, and 27 years later, I'm before champions like you, giving my testimony. You know, I always hear, and I shouldn't follow stuff on TikTok and stuff. I'm just going to confess. But I be getting mad at people when they try to take what's talking about God and taking things out of context. And, and I understand that. The Bible says, with all you're getting, get understanding. But Jesus wasn't a contextual God. He sat with sinners, women of the night, men of the night. He busted up context. So the religious said, you're a leper, you're outside the camp. Jesus says, stand up and you will be cleansed. So Jesus changes every contextual thing naturally and spiritually when you know the king of kings and lords of lords. Am I saying that we should preach the gospel in context? Yes. So you have a biblical understanding. But if Jesus Christ was here in 2023, I'm pretty sure he might have a TikTok. Because he's going to use the tools of the world to reach the kingdom. Oh, I said it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're a heretic. Yeah, see me outside. How about that? <laughs> I don't know where that came from. <laughs> That's not in my notes. <laughs> Catch me outside. How about that? <laughs> So this woman is demonstrating a principle of the kingdom. The last point, we need to level up in our tenacity. You pray six times and then you quit. You pray for your husband and he doesn't change and you quit. You pray for that son or daughter and you quit. It's not working. It's not supposed to work on them. He's working on you. Hootie hoo! He's working on you. So when he does work on them, you will receive them without judgment. Fun fact a toddler asks 73 questions a day. 73. Times that by 365 days, 24,645 questions in a year. And you ask God six times. Oh, aren't you children of the most high? How is it that a man who doesn't, is not God, gives his children When they ask, not a stone. How much more shall your heavenly father give you the Holy Spirit, redemption, healing? But you got to push past how you feel. Amen? Tenacity definition is the quality or the fact of being very determined. How determined are we today to have the kingdom of God expressed through your life? How determined are you today to understand that this is a kingdom weapon? Asking God and receiving from him continually is your weapon of your warfare. The enemy, the devil, Lucifer, Satan, whatever you want to call him, does his best to make you stop asking. Jesus paid the price for you. He carried the cross for you and me. He says you're worthy enough to receive all I have if you'll be tenacious enough to not stop asking. And I know cuz I prayed for you. James, can you come to the keys please? When I prayed for you guys, I be, I've been up since 3:30. And I begin to weep because I really sense that some of you are afraid to go to this level again. Because in your mind, you're saying, What if he doesn't come through? What if I give it all and it doesn't work? What if she decides to file those papers? It doesn't matter. Because I know the God in whom I serve. And he is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. He's what my niece Kehau how sang. He's Jesus, King of kings, Lord of lords, mighty one of Israel. And he's fighting. So if you have fear, he understands. If you're wondering if you're enough, you're not, but he is, he understands. Happening in the room right now, he's moving on your hearts right now. He's removing the hurt and the pain, the burdens, the heaviness. Because as I wept, I understood you don't want to fail. I can't lay it all again down, Pastor Jeff. I can't, I can't do that again. I can't and your heavenly father saying come closer i have you keep coming keep asking keep seeking keep knocking be tenacious did you get something this morning stand to your feet i may not have been what you wanted this morning but i'm definitely what you needed so I'm going to make a call it's already moved in your heart I'm that preacher that believes things happen at the altar you come up one way and God shifts you he alters your reality because he steps in where you are some of you are dealing with a spirit of fear you're afraid to step out And ask God for the breakthrough. I'm going to ask you to be courageous. If that's you in this room, can you raise your hand? Amen. Amen. Can you do me a favor, please? Can you come to the front for me? Step out in the aisle and come forward. Some of you feel unworthy that you don't have the ability to ask that he doesn't hear you if that's you under the sound of my voice, we want to pray for you. The reason why we want to pray for you, we're just going to come alongside in agreement with you. And we're going to pray that the living God, our Jesus, our mighty one, will step into your way and make a difference. Amen? So everyone hold out your hands like you're receiving something. Because you are. Father, right now, under the sound of my voice, I bless everyone under the sound of my voice. And I ask that you touch their hearts today. That they would be activated to ask God to abide in you. And to understand your word and even be tenacious enough to not quit. But God, I thank you that you brought them here this morning to receive you. And I bless them. In Jesus' name. And everyone said? Hey, I love you with the love of the Lord. Thank you guys this morning. Amen.